Hello, Mark. Hi, Mark. Hello, Mark. How are you, Mark? I want to welcome you all to another edition of Everyone's Thursday Afternoon Sports Talk Show. Yes, you're on the Mark Sports Talk with your host, Mark with a C. Welcome, everybody. Nice to be here. Hey, hello. How are you, Mark? How's everyone doing today? Good. Okay, pretty good. Oh. Uh, in, in New York and in Jersey, I guess we're getting ready for a little snow tonight. Oh, yeah, I have to go somewhere tomorrow morning in the snow. Not happy about that. Uh, I guess it's the time of year, you know what I mean? Not, yesterday was in the 60s. Today we're just around the freezing mark and it's dropping down and we'll get that right. snow, unfortunately. Just a little, just a little. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how's the weather in, um, in in California? It's freezing. Really? We, really? 60? Last night, the next two nights, are going, it's going below freezing. Tuesday, when my daughter visited, she was here on business. She brought, literally, she brought a hailstone. She had oh. snow on the ground here. Mm -hmm. Wow. wow. My do you have, uh, <laughs> if it snows, do you have plows? Well, you don't. Well, they have plows. They don't need them. When I used to go to work in the early in the morning, I used to have to uh, scrape the ice from my windshield. Right, but as far as got sanitation trucks, they don't have plows. No. No. They don't need them. No. No, do they? No. no such thing. I don't it would know. be nice to see a snowy picture of Fisherman's Wharf one day. He went off. Yeah. What's <laughs> happening in Virginia? How's the weather in Virginia? Well, yesterday, yesterday we hit 72. And today we we're in the uh, high or low 50s. I don't think we're going to get any snow tomorrow. It's going to be uh, 37 in the morning, you know, that kind of thing. Now, Steve, you're in Pennsylvania now? Yeah. What's going on there? It's uh, in the 20s. And yeah. we're going to get about five to seven inches tonight. Oh, you're going to get that big snow. You're going to oh, get the, Yeah, they say the outer surface of uh, New York is going to get a lot, but not uh, within. But we're going to get some. All right. So much for the weather. <laughs> Weather's always good to talk about. All right, friends, this is our 95th show. Kanahara. Believe that. Um, yeah. I'd like to, uh, first of all, I'd like to share what Howie wrote on Facebook today. Uh, yes, our prayers and support are with the people of Ukraine at this moment. Only God knows how this is going to end. Um, doesn't look good. No, you put the sanctions up. I don't know. This guy is not blinking with the sanctions. We'll, we'll see what no. happens if that's no. the way to go. Uh, I don't know how it's going to end. Not going to happen. I don't know. No, it's just terrible what's going on there. Yeah. All right. I paid $5 to fill up my gas tank the other day. That's my that, old time record. That's they, say, they keep mentioning that. They, yeah. That's what they say. The, the gas tanks. The gas tank is going to be uh, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. just terrible. You know, I have, I have to put high test in my car. I got one of these cars in order to have to, you have to put a high. Really? Really? I'll call you. Surprised. It's, it's a Volvo S60. Oh, the Volvo I, you're talking about. And I said, what if I put uh, the 87 in? He says, no, it's not going to be good. Uh, you know, they equate, they equate a 25, 30 cent a gallon increase yeah. with the war as if it has an equal billing. I mean, come on, it's 25, 30, 35 cents a gallon versus a Ukraine possibly uh, losing out in a war. 
and 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 the and the, the radio stations are are worried about both equally. Yeah, it's amazing they throw that in there. Yeah. Uh, just a reminder: show number one hundred, five weeks away. Right. March March thirty first. I hope you put this on your uh, on your uh, calendar. Now, Mark, uh, when when, the, when is the t shirt going to be available? Uh, the t shirts will be available three weeks after I order them. So, because I'm, I'm going to be in Florida and get back on the 31st. If you want me to wear that T-shirt, you will have to mail it to my house. And I'm not even sure if I'll get it in time to put you it know on. You what we'll do? We'll do what, what, what time are you coming back? About what time? I, sh I should be back around 2, 2.30. That won't work. So it's going to be very difficult. All right. We'll, we'll see what we can do. I mean, it's no, not I'm only, it's only yeah. wear the shirt one time and you're done with it. No, of course. <laughs> I'm wearing this shirt every week. I'm wearing this shirt. But uh, I, I, hopefully, somehow, I, you, I, you're not putting a stop on your mail, are you? No, no. The mail is coming to the door, man. So they'll take care of it. But uh, so I maybe I'll mail, it to, I'll mail it to that. To the, I'll mail it to the uh, where you live. Yeah, mail it to my. That's what I mean. Mail it to my home. Right, we could talk. When, when are you leaving? Saturday. Okay. But still, you're not like leaving the world. I mean, I always get in touch with you no. even after you leave. Okay. <laughs> so just a reminder, again, if you want to order a shirt, please get them in. Uh, get the orders in by the first so I could take three weeks to order uh, and get them made and then deliver them. It takes about a, you know, me to shut Mark, do the Does the sh uh, shirts come also with matching tennis shorts? Of course, yours, 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 yours will. And number 12 on them. Okay. Uh, Glenn Consor, uh, Ron, you want to talk about that? Well, yeah, he'll be appearing on the show. The uh, uh, Washington Wizards sports TV and radio analyst uh, will be appearing on that show that day. So tune in. Tune in. Should be fun with the NBA uh at its peak right there, right before the playoffs. Right. Yeah, I just uh, um, made the announcement uh, to our temple, and I also made the announcement last night, Joe, you were there, to the, uh, yep. the MRJ. We, we built up the, the show. We built up Glenn Consor. And uh, so we're getting the word around, and uh, I think it's cool. And if, hopefully, um, you know, we could all have shirts, but... Yeah. If you yeah. haven't, please get your uh, orders in to me. Yeah, I will, Mark. You, I'm going to get one. I gave, I your, I gave the, uh, my address and all that stuff. Okay. Fred, Ron, not only, Ron, not only be NBA, but that's the weekend of the Final Four, so we can, can talk a little bit of college basketball also with him. I'm sure he'd love to talk about yeah. that. Sure. Uh, for those, some, some of you joined us, like, um, not from the beginning, but Glenn's been with us twice already. And he's, he's a great guest. He, he doesn't stay the whole time. He stayed about 45 minutes to an hour last time, right? Yes. But he, he was yeah. really a good, good guest. So let's hopefully he'll do the same. And uh, we're going to get him a shirt, too. Hopefully <laughs> we'll get that shirt on him uh, for that, that, yeah. that show, too. All right. Number 95. Number nine. Who wore number 95 or who wears number 95 oh. on their jersey? <laughs> And and uh, Gerald knows for sure. So Gerald, who wears this? Please tell us. Richard Dent, Greg Lloyd, Kyle Williams, William Fuller, Tim Bowens, Bryce Paup, 
Miles Garrett, Michael Carter, Chris Jones, Sam Adams, not the beer, uh, John Bunting, <laughs> Derek Wolf, Dean Wells, Chandler Jones, Ron Edwards, Ed Jasper, Ed Reynolds, Rick Lyle, Dan Wilkinson, Chris Hoven, Chad Hennings, Paul Spicer, Charles Johnson, Juan Phillips, Takahito Namora, Trevor Rogers, Trey Ab Abergay, Alexi Morozov, wow. Danny Markov, Saray Berzin, Deandra wow. Bembry, and Juan Toscano Anderson. Oh, yeah. Fred, I think you forgot the best one of all. That's one of all. Who is it? Who is that? Bubba Smith. Oh, sorry about that. Did you say Richard Dent? I don't. You know. Yes, I did. That was the first one. And Jack Haley, I think, was also. I think I mentioned Jack Haley. Yeah, but you mentioned everyone in the world who ever won. Top five. Top five. All right. A couple of uh, uh, beep beeps I got this today. I thought it was really cool. Um, uh, Johannes Fingness Bo. <laughs> I'll tell you again. Johannes Fing, T H I N G N E S, Fingness Bo, B O A. Yeah, that's his name. He's from Norway. He's a biathlon, and he won at this recent Olympics four gold and one bronze. That's how popular he was. So um, we went oh. all the biathlons uh, events. There's but, more than one biathlon. Yeah, must have different ones. And then I saw this one yesterday. Marvel Tell, T-E-L-L, -L, the third. He's with the he's with the Indianapolis Colts. Do tell. He's, he's a relative of William Tell. No, there's no, there's, no such, there's no such person as William Tell. You know that. But uh, I thought that Marvell Tell. Anyone ever hear of him? No. On the Colts. He's in the cornerback. Great name, though. Great name. That's what I thought. Great name. Nobody All else right. had a name Marvell, right? Marvell is the real Marvell. Marvell Wynn. Marvell Wynn, yeah. He's a baseball player, outfielder. <laughs> All right. What happened on this day, February 24th, in sports? Well, I didn't hear it. 1917, the Red Sox sell this pitcher, Smokey Joe Wood. Does that sure. sound familiar? Yeah. And his, they sold him and his dead, they keep saying his dead arm at 26 years old to Cleveland for $15,000. I don't know why that's, a, why that's an important thing. They just sold a guy whose career was over, a dead arm. Anyone know any history on that? You know, all right, something to look up. Uh, there were lots of Winter Olympic stuff, which I'm not going to go into, that happened on Good. this day, because this is the Good. time when you went to Olympics in all the Good. years. But in 1978, <laughs> you notice we went from, uh, from 1917 to 1978. Kevin Porter. <laughs> we talked about Kevin Porter, mm -hmm. the real Kevin Porter. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, set in 1978, set a record with 29 assists. In one game. <laughs> and they said wow. it's with New Jersey, New Jersey Nets back in those days. Yeah. <laughs> remember that. 1980, the Rangers scored five power play goals against the Islanders. Oh, maybe they can do it tonight. Can you guys yeah. remember that? Yeah. Five yeah. power. Yeah. I wonder, I don't have the final score. I wonder if that was the they, that was the only goals they scored in the game. 
Uh, this is a famous thing, 1980. And I'm sure you all remember this. Uh, it's when the United States beat Finland for mm. the Olympic gold at Lake Placid. Remember that day? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hyde sure. was against uh, the USSR. Yeah, on yeah. Friday but... night, I believe, to win the chance to go to the gold medal game. And they yeah. ended up beating. Mark, can I say something about that game, by the way? Which game? Uh, the, uh, the Miracle on Ice game. In, okay. uh, right? So anyway, at that time, my dad was the hospital. He had a triple bypass, and he and we were waiting to find out what the verdict is, whether he's going to make it or not. And there was another family also waiting to hear how their father was going to be. And it was very very quiet over there outside the waiting room, right outside the uh, operating room. And somebody said, "Does anybody know who won the hockey game?" Right? And somebody said, "The Americans won." I said, "Wow!" And then we both found out about our fathers, and they both pulled through. So I'll never forget that game. That was good. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I was yeah. in a diner. The one on, on Queens Boulevard, the Georgia Peach. Yes. yes. Georgia Georgia the, the original Georgia Peach, the one Georgia that was by the, the shopping center. Right. Yeah. Right? So oh, I was yeah. there having dinner. I think we were going. I, my, my wife was only a girlfriend at the time. Yep, she was only a girlfriend at the time in 1980. And with my parents, and we were going to the city. And while we were eating, uh, the Matt, the owner, came over to all the tables. Well, in case you want to know, the USA won. Where you were when they won. 1982, Wayne Gretzky scored his 78th goal of the season on his way to 92 on this day. In 1985, quarterback Jim Kelly, yes, the Jim Kelly, not of Buffalo, before Buffalo, with the Houston Gamblers of the USFL, again, which is coming back this spring. We've talked about that. On this day, he threw for 574 yards and five TDs. So that's a good reason why, I guess, Buffalo wanted him. (laughs) Uh, 1987, Abdul-Jabbar scores his 36,000th point. I don't know what he ended up with offhand. But at that point, that made big news. Uh, 19, um, 2018, 2018, USA wins an Olympic gold at the men's, cur- men's curling, upsetting Sweden in that Olympics, 2018. Uh, 2020, on this day, was the memorial service for Kobe Bryant at the Staples Center, which is now called what, Howie? Crypto. Uh, the Crypto. So- Cryptocurrency or something. We're still going to call it the Staples Center, I think, for a long time. In <laughs> short, they call it the Crypt. The Crypt. The crypt. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> on, on this day, they had that it, memorial televised. We saw that. All right. Uh, also, uh, I wanted to bring up on this day, not to, to uh, make this longer than it actually is, but there were some <clears> famous <throat> people who had birthdays on this day, besides my own mother. <laughs> my own mother was uh, was born on this day. She would have been ninety two. Uh, but Hannes Wagner, eighteen seventy four. The dude was born. I thought he was playing in eighteen seventy four. Who knew? He was. He was. <laughs> well, we know Hannes Wagner, old old guy, old guy, right? But he only was born eighteen seventy four. So I guess give him twenty years to to grow up. Maybe yeah. start playing in night in eighteen ninety four. I don't know. 
Today he would be 148 years old. Yeah, I guess he is an old guy, right? <laughs> uh, on this day, Jimmy Ellis. Remember Jimmy Ellis, the boxer? Yes. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was born on this day. He died uh, on 20, uh, in 2014. Uh, Tom Burleson, a former basketball player. North Carolina State. North Carolina State, State. State. championship yeah. with David, right. David Thompson. David he was born Thompson, in Monty 52. Uh, Eddie Murphy. <laughs> Eddie Murray. <laughs> Slip. Uh, born in 1956. Phil McContney. Conk. 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 Manon she was born. Uh, Alexei Kovalev, wow. Ranger, right? 1973. But one of the biggest goals in Ranger history in the in the game yeah. against the Devils. Where he when is. SCA scored his hat trick. Today's his birthday. How about that? Mike mm. Lowell. Remember Mike Lowell, uh, the third baseman? Cuban player. Yeah. Actually, he's Puerto Rican. But it was Cuban. And uh, Puerto Rican. Uh, <laughs> and you wouldn't think by the name Lowell. So I wonder if he changed. Maybe uh, father was uh, American. Maybe. Mother was, was well, Puerto Rican. You wouldn't think Bernie Williams is Puerto Rican either. Yeah, right. right, exactly. right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Floyd Mayweather. Williams. 1977. Bronson Arroyo, 1977, and Leighton Hewitt, the tennis player, 1981. Okay, that's the as far as today goes. Yes, uh, Jerry has a question. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar scored 38,387 points in his career. I say he was almost done. Yeah, at that point, right? Yeah. That was his 36th. Okay. A couple more years. All right, time to baseball. Alan has a. Uh, oh, oh, okay. Alan, Alan, yeah, okay. Johnny Bench, Hank Aaron, Roberto Clemente, Reggie Jackson, Frank Robinson, and Harmon Kilbro all hit home runs in the MLB All Star game on my birthday. Oh. I know, but it was on my birthday. We didn't get to that yet. We didn't get to that yet. That's later. That's what happens when you log on late. You don't know what the hell's going on? Rewind to beginning and then come back. All right, let's lead on with baseball today. Spotify. All right. Any lockout news to talk about? Fred. Lockout news. It's very, very pessimistic. The owners, they're not close. The big sticking point seems to be the luxury tax right. thing, right. and the owners the the owners are saying that if they don't reach an agreement by Monday, games will be canceled and they won't be made up. And the they don't players get won't paid. be paid. Won't be paid. Right. They won't be made up. Players won't be paid, and and the players want they're they're way off in their figures on the luxury tax. The players, I believe, want a starting point for this year of. 245 million for the upcoming year, and I think the owners have offered 214 million as far as the ceiling goes. 
How is it affecting the minor leagues? And what? Well, and I said in that case, frankly, I'd have to side with the players on that. You know, but the one thing I don't understand, and maybe someone here is can explain to me, why would the players reject the owners? idea of a federal mediator coming in maybe somebody from the outside would ever bring some new perspective on it is there is, is there a, re a reason why they would reject having a mediator i have an idea Fred. You know, what, what what on earth that somebody as dumb as francisco lindor being on the uh, negotiating team <laughs> oh really maybe they don't have enough smarts among the ball players to negotiate and uh the wrong, the, the wrong individuals are negotiating. We would never allow that in the UFC. That's all I know. Well, well, there's, a, there's another issue uh, uh, with the uh, the lockout, and that's the uh, the salaries for the second and third year players. Yeah, right. That's a yeah. big issue. They have a lot of issues to, to iron out, and uh, there's there's like no way they're going to have it by by the 28th Monday. Next yeah. Monday, and, yeah. and then and then uh, the season's going to be delayed, and they're not going to make those games up. Whenever it is, uh, uh, whenever it is uh, settled, they'll pick a date to start, and that's when they start, and that's when they get paid. But um, actually, they'll get paid when they go back to spring training. Um, but they, they had somebody on, and they said if by some chance they settle by the twenty eighth. And then the season's supposed to begin on the 31st. Right they said that is only a month. And they said it's not enough time for pitchers yeah, I saw that. to be ready. They said by March, if you start February 20, if you start March 1st, and the season starts March 31st, at that point, pitchers' arms are only stretched out mm -hmm. for 55 pitches. So right. what does it take? Another two weeks or so? Takes a couple, another mm. two more weeks to get them up to ninety. They, ideally, they want to start mm. the season at ninety. Yeah. So that's another thing to think about. You know, you know what they could do, Mark. They could make an agreement that they could start the season when they, you know, whatever uh, the negotiations end. Uh, if in time they could start the uh, season at the right time, and for the first two weeks. All the games will just have openers, and you just have relief pitchers. Or like you have an expanded mm -hmm. roster, just yeah. to have extra yeah. pitches on they, hand. They can maybe extra pitches. Right. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. So, uh, Mike, you wanted to talk about uh, Michael. You wanted to, about Greg. Goose uh, Gossage said some made some news. Well, Goose Gossage, I have it right here. Uh, he he is very very unhappy. He. Uh, he said that uh, people ask me how I'm doing these days about baseball and some of the things that he said, I'm just going to paraphrase some of these things. He says, I hate that. He's speaking about Manfred. First of all, he says, I hate that mother effer. All right. You know how much I hate him. I call the hall of fame president uh, <laughs> before the induction. I, I don't know what, what, what you're doing, but I can, I wish I could hit him right in the face. And that's how that's how much I hate him. Okay, and and he goes on and on. He talks about uh, the uh, the urge to throw the New York Yankee. He hates Brian Cashman. He'd love to throw him in a trash can. Mm -hmm. And he also believes that Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame. The baseball embraces this game. Uh, the the he calls the MLB managers puppets. 
and coaches glorify babysitters, and he wants the Yankees owner, Steinbrenner, to sell the franchise. And he insists most GMs today are nothing more than Ivy League nerds who don't know baseball. And he says <laughs> that baseball is making a mistake if it implements automatic strike zone and robo-umpires, and he ridicules today's baseball players for the lack of fundamentals and inability to beat the shift while batting, okay? And then he says, uh, I am. I was going to pick him up. And, what was I going to say here? Or, or, I don't know. Uh, what else is here? Uh, no, he just uh, he says, I swear to God on my dad's grave, I don't care if I ever see him <laughs> again. They were playing in the greatest cathedral of all, and they tore it down, and it was it was a sanctuary. And the way it is now, it's it's never going to be the same. I used to walk into the stadium, and and the, my hair stood behind my neck, and now it's uh, and, and he just keeps on swearing, and he and he hates mm -hmm. the GMs, and he hates the state of baseball today, and it's amazing he's not he's not permitted into the stadium anymore, and. Uh, you know, one of the best players and pitchers in baseball. You know what? Everything in the article, I agree with. I mean, what what is going on with the sport of baseball? So that's, yeah. that's basically it. Okay. You should tell us how he really feels, though. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, wonder what, I wonder what office he's running for. Permission. <laughs> uh, Michael. Go ahead, <laughs> he's always had a... Uh, He's had a crow in his throat for uh, for the Yankees and for baseball. He was complaining all the time because his saves were uh, three inning saves and they never right. counted him, you know, yeah. as much as the one. Inning. So he's always been uh, sour like that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. He's he complained good. that he wasn't in the Hall of Fame until he got in. Yeah. He was one of the few guys that was actually, uh, you know, trying to get into the Hall of Fame and uh, and advocating for himself. The goose. The goose. Yeah. I guess they're not going to retire his 54 ever. But <laughs> <laughs> what's the worst is, you know, with O'Neill's being, they still haven't retired Winfield. And they won't because of that lawsuit between the Steinbrenner and, yeah. and he deserves it. I mean, he, he was does. with him for 10 years. Fred, how long was Reggie Jackson with the Yankees? Four years? Five years, I think. Five, or five, five years. years. Yeah. He's retired and, and uh, Winfield was with them 10 years. They still haven't retired his number. Yeah. And he'll probably retire CC Sabathia next. Yeah. He he was Mr. May though. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah but he was yeah. also a great, great player. Yeah. Better than half the people that they retired the numbers of. Hey, games yeah. in May count the same as they do in how October. Many, how many championships did uh, Winfield win with them? Right. If you want to stick in my ranch, my no, ranch. Wait, wait a minute. So wait, wait for the ranch. Wait no, for the ranch. <laughs> no, all right, don't don't rush my rant. Whatever you want. But my yeah. rant, part of my rant is because of that. It's about the uh, retired ball players. That, that's something that I've been complaining about for a long, long time. Right, you want to talk about talk about it now? Go ahead. Are you ready for that? Not Give me that. a sponsor first. You got a sponsor? <laughs> oh, I got a fun year on different page. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got a commercial. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what happened. Oh, you I, 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 I was I, I, at Winfield's. 3,000 hit, which he got back in Minnesota, playing for the Twins. All right, by the way, your, 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 your rant is sponsored by Paint. I know you're waiting. All right. For now, you, think of, you think of a guy like Dave Winfield, all right? But how about thinking about Moose Scowron? How about thinking about Bobby Richardson? How about thinking about Willie Randolph? All of them have been successful 
popular with just about as good numbers as well, pretty close to pretty pretty close to O'Neill. Uh, even uh, you could you put them at the same level. As, you put them at the same level as Winfield. And the way they they decide to ha- when when and and if to put these retired numbers in, it's just unfair, and they don't they don't do it right. And it's not all, not only in baseball. I remember as a kid growing up, I I loved uh, in hockey Andy Bathgate, and Andy Bathgate all those years oh. never retired his number until they decided to retire a more fam- well a current more famous number nine. It was uh, Adam Graves. And then they retire. They think, oh yeah, right. number nine, Andy Bathgate. Then they retire, Andy Bathgate. I'm saying there should be a better way and a fairer way to decide how to retire numbers. And taking nothing away from Paul O'Neill, he was a warrior. He was great. He was lovable. And the only reason why he succeeded and thrived in Yankee Stadium was when he used to play for the for the Cincinnati Reds. Right. They traded him to the Yankees, and he cried and he was very very upset. He, he was thinking he actually quit baseball and his father, said, you go to New York, you make something out of yourself, boy. And uh, he had a lot of respect for his father and he comes to the Yankees and the rest about Paul O'Neill's history. But I just say that uh, the way they retire numbers in sports, it's, uh, it's unfair. And I just wish they had another way of doing it. That's, that's they my They had uh, Paul O'Neill this morning with uh, Kiki Barber on the fan. Yeah, Anybody hear it? Today? Heard yeah, I heard uh, that. They asked, they asked him, they gave him 21 as a, as a red. And, they, and Kiki asked them, why'd you get 21? She said, well, you know, growing up, I, I, I admired Roberto Clemente. Uh, there were a couple other 21s that were famous, but basically Roberto was his, his, his idol. So that's why he gave 21. And when he came here, it was available. And then... Um, when, when Roger Clemens came here, remember Roger Clemens was a 21 uh, with the Red Sox prior to, and he was wondering if Clemens was going to like uh, ask him for the number. What? And you know what? What usually they what do they give him? They give him money. They give him. realize that? They give him a lot of different things, right? So. Um, Basically, they gave him 22, right? Roger they gave Clemens, him 22. Roger just 22. said, Roger never even approached him. By the way, you have my number. He didn't ever approach him. He just said, I'll take 22. And that's how he got the, uh, uh, that's how Roger got 22. And he kept his 21. So are you guys in favor of him being, uh, get the number retired? You know, there's a lot of Yankee fans up there. Uh, mm-hmm. And you saw him play mm-hmm. part, of, part of the championship. Yeah, what did he say? Like, yeah. There's no problem. That's um, fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, like you said, Michael, there are other people who who, yeah. who who deserve, but how many there numbers can you retire? Right. Well, the Yankees over the hour, right? How we uh, what? How one? The Yankees retired twenty-three Yan- numbers so far. Yeah, the Yankees overdo it. I mean, it's in, it's a, it's up to the yeah. individual club. Uh. It's ridiculous with the Yankees. They might as well retire the Bat Boys number. It, it and it gets less and less meaningful. Uh, the Giants are retiring Will Clark's number twenty-two this year. Will Clark hasn't played for the Giants since nineteen ninety-three. So, uh, and there's only. Oh, by the way, here's a trivia question: What four giant ball plays have statues around 
uh, Oracle Park where they play. Four guys. Can you name them? Only Willie Mays. 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 Willie Mays. McCovey. Cepeda. Marischal. No, that's Cepeda. Marischal. Perry. Perry. Right. Perry. Perry. Only four. Only four. Yeah. And so You're probably with, the, with the Yankees, I, th I think it's kind of ridiculous. It's it's silly. I mean, because Winfield's in the yeah. Hall of Fame. Uh, O'Neill's not. I mean, I mean, yeah, you might as well. Uh, to me, uh, Willie Randolph was more of a longtime Yankee than uh, O'Neill was, actually. And you want to know something else? Look at number nine. Number nine, Roger Maris, okay? Yeah. He, he uh, came up with Kansas City. He had one sensational year, obviously. But who else wore number nine for the Yankees? It was a mainstay in right field. Hank, Hank Bauer. Bauer. Hank Bauer. Well, you know, I, I would love to see Hank Bauer also in the rafters. You know? but you can't yeah. the right medals was number nine also. And that's what I'm saying. It's, it's, it's not meaningful. You know? Right. Greg Nails is probably saying, yeah. how my number's right. not retired? Yeah. What the hell is Third baseman ever. And he's still alive. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. I, think, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Mark, Roger's got the comments. Go ahead, Roger. I take a little offense to the Roger Maris. Only one good season comment there, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I did, do believe he won two MVP awards. So. Right, 1661. Yeah. Right. So, uh, yeah, but there was a, 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 I read a book. there. Right. Because one guy didn't vote for Mana lead the year. And Mana right. lost by like one or two votes to Maris. Yeah. Correct. One of the Correct. sports writers, Fred, might have been your son, didn't vote for uh, Mana. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't him. Roger, I'll give you no, this. I think in 19, there was a stretch of time in 1960 where he was considered the best player in baseball. Just for a little stretch of time. He was actually hitting in the 300s for a while. And then he, you know, all kinds of injuries got, got to him. But uh, his, his, uh, his length of being really great was only two years when you really think of it. A great outfielder, but that was about it. Did, right? he play, did he ever play for the Indians? Yeah, that's yeah, his. His first baseball card was with the Indians. Indians, oh, right. 1958. No, then he was oh. straight to Kansas City. That's right. Oh. Drafted by the Cleveland organization. That's correct. Yeah. Oh. His first card was 1958. <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, in Australia, a female. Uh, is pitching professionally. Uh, Genevieve uh, Beacon made baseball history by becoming the first woman to pitch professionally in Australia. She's a lefty pitcher. Congratulations to that. Then I saw this little fact. Fact. Tony Gwynn. Great hitter, right? One of the greatest of all time. I wonder if he was a Yankee, he'd get his number retired. I don't know. Uh, he faced Greg Maddox, Pedro Martinez, Tom Glavin, John Smoltz <coughs> combined 323 times. I thought it'd be more than that. He struck out only three times against those guys. Oh, he was uh, amazing. Put the bat on the ball. Least. Then I saw um, a little article about the all-time hits leaders talking about the Yankees. So who's the, who has the most hits as a Yankee? Cheetah. And who's second? Cheetah. Gary. Gary. Uh, so who's third? Ruth. 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 No. Good. Who's fourth? Maggio. Mantle. Mantle. Uh, yeah. Fifth is um, DiMaggio is sixth. I'm surprised uh, who's fifth. 
Yogi Berra. Yogi Berra. Oh, Yogi is eighth. Don Mattingly is seventh, but fifth, mm-hmm. believe it or not, was Bernie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bernie. Uh, 11th was Roy White. Why was mm-hmm. that Roy White's number retired? Oh. Yeah. What a game. Another one. Another one. He's going to run out of numbers. Retiring. The retired Joe Torre was the same number, six. Right. So why not? not You know, like you're going to see in spring training, three digit numbers. Yeah. 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 Mark, Mark, uh, I'm sorry. One thing about a funny story about retired numbers. We were in Philadelphia this past summer. We went for the Mets series. one weekend, and we happened to go and talk about scraping the bottom of the barrel. They were retiring Manny Trio's number. Oh, wow. I, I turned to the guy next to me. I said, really? I, I think he played for them either three or four years. And, and they were actually retiring his number. We were hysterical. Wow. They Money don't retire, Manny, Money they don't retire Harold Baines. That's crazy. Mm. Mark, what? how about retiring Bob Serve? How many of you remember Bob Serve? <laughs> sure. What number did he wear? Did he wear number 17? Tom Tresh. 15. What number does Tom was Bob Serve? How about Tony Kubek? Seven, maybe? Joe Pepitoon. They retired that already. I think it was 17, no, maybe. Not 37. Oh, we can talk about that. Joe Pepitoon's hair dryer. That's right. <laughs> Hanging in the dressing room without a. So what, what's your opinion Bill about Williams. this about this Marcus Stroman story, which broke yesterday? I didn't get a chance to read it. Oh, I heard well, it. Yeah, I was going to read it. I didn't get a chance. Who cares? He's not he's no longer with the team. Well, he's claiming that the Mets front office turned a blind eye when supposedly he reported, as being a Met last year, that his life was threatened. He was called the N-word. Uh, and hearing from the stands, black lives do not matter. What do you think about that? All of a sudden, why, why is he talking yeah. now? That's, it sounds like a bit, a bit of a disgruntled employee. Yes. yes. Like he second you know, thoughts. Mark, he was He's got angry. nothing to he do. Was never, he was never shy about voicing his opinions before. So it's, uh, it's odd. Right. Why, why six months later? Yeah. Sounds Just like a malcontent. Seven. That's all he is. Yeah. You know, That's like, what it uh, sounds like right now. You know, you could almost compare him to Antonio Brown. You know, he's just unhappy. Mm. Yeah. Uh, you should yeah. write this name down. I read about this guy in the paper the other day. It's, he sounds really good. He's a Mets prospect. His first name is Jake. His last name is Man Gun. M-A-N-G-U-M. Gum. Man Gun. Oh, yeah. Gum. Uh, does that sound familiar? Because his yeah. family is a football family. Well, tight end with somebody. Oh, right. Uh, his his grandfather name. was a John and played for the Boston Patriots in the 60s. Uh, oh. Then John's other kids were John Jr., who was defensive back for the Bears, the same last name, Mangum. And Chris was a tight end for the Panthers. In 07 to 07 to 97 to 06. And John Jr. is Jake's dad. Jake didn't want to play football. He wanted to play baseball. So he concentrated on baseball. And he's an outfielder and uh, they're making noise about him. So he wants to be playing sometime this year. We'll see what happens. 
Howie, we're up to your West Coast report. Do you have oh. anything to report? Do you? I do have a Okay, okay. you're, you're sponsored okay. this week by Electric Brooms. Oh, <laughs> if you know what Electric Who, Brooms is. Who's Electric Brooms? Electric Flag. Who's? Electric Prunes. Who's on yeah. first? Electric Prunes. Who's on first? Electric Prunes. Get ahead there, buddy. Well, uh, the Oakland City Council uh, approved the environmental review uh, on the on the uh, A's um, wanting to have a ballpark in, in uh, uh, downtown Oakland. Oh. It doesn't mean anything oh. because <laughs> <laughs> that's nothing. That's the first hurdle. They're arguing over the amount of affordable housing to be built there uh, and tax stuff and all that. The, the thing about where the ballpark is, is there's no subway or, bu well, there's buses that go down there, but it's about 10, 12 blocks from the nearest bark, what we call our, our the San Francisco Bay Area uh, subway, uh, nearest bus stop. And there's been talk about erecting a gondola from there to the ballpark because it has to go over an interstate, interstate 880. You've heard it, you're hearing this here from, you're hearing this from me. This is never gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> right now, uh, just as this report came out, there was a report out of Vegas that the A's are looking at four different sites for a ballpark. And you can bet the ranch they're gonna be in Vegas in, in several years. So that's about it. The other thing is about all this stuff about uh, the Giants looking for a right-handed power hitter. They don't sign this Bryant. But I see that every day. You guys probably see it in New York, all these possible trades. Where Freddie Freeman's going to go, where Matt Elton's going to mm -hmm. go. Nothing. It's just speculation because of the strike. But, but anyway, I don't think the A's are going to stay in Oakland. Well, I, I heard they're going to go to Vegas and they're going to tear down the Tropicana and build a ballpark where the Tropicana is on the strip. That's exactly it, Danny. That's one of the yeah. sites. Now, uh, that would be a nice site, but the traffic-wise... Yeah. <laughs> oh, they got plenty of land over there. Lots right. of desert in the back of it. Hey, Howie? Yeah? Howie? There's no other site in Oakland that they're looking at? No. Uh, they had looked at a site where the a college was, and they thought they had that. It was right next to the freeway, but that fell through because of the college and the neighborhood. Uh, the other site is, of course, where they're playing now. It's the same site where the Warriors have played. They have a, the Coliseum there, and that's still there because they're doing concerts and stuff there, mm -hmm. and. The site is, is really perfect. You got the bar stop right there. You know, you could go there. So the, the surrounding area is not good. It's kind of like just think of flushing with all those uh, car parks, uh, junkyards around there. That's what it looks like. But they could, if they have the money, if they have the wherewithal, that would be a perfect site to build a new ballpark there. But no one's interested. You no. Know. It doesn't no. make any sense to build it where there's no rapid transit. Right. No. Right. It, it makes no, I mean, it's a beautiful area. It's like Black London Square. You can see San Francisco in the distance. It's great. But you've got, 
forget it. it it's too, too, too much. Why don't they uh, tear down the Coliseum where they play now? Perfect. Let them play for a couple of years in the Giants ballpark and build that's a nice stadium just- there, even though the area is terrible. Yeah, that's been suggested, Mark, but they don't, they're not interested in that. Origin- the funny thing is, originally, the Giants, where they used to play in Candlestick Park, Again, it's one of the worst areas in San Francisco in, in that particular area. They were going to tear down the stadium and build like a, uh, like a, uh, uh, like like they have in uh, in other parks where you have a uh, an amusement area or whatever. I mean, and it was put to the voters. They voted the town, and in 1993, right 1992, San Francisco, they had they were ready to move to Tampa. At the last minute, uh, the uh, Safeway uh, guy came in with a group of people and oh saved the uh, franchise from moving. But it would have been the Tampa Bay Giants in '93. And when, and when is their lease up? When's their lease up? Uh, I'm not sure. I know it's the next couple of, couple of years. Okay. Uh, but I'm sure Oakland would extend the lease. But I don't see anything happening unless, you know. Okay. I, I don't see it. I, I'd rather see them play in Vegas than where they're going to be. Yeah. yeah. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Yeah. All right. Thank you for that West Coast report. Now we're up to uh, Larry's Fairfax, Virginia report, sponsored this week by Jelly Apples. Oh, wow. wow. Yes, it is. Okay. Sweet. The story, the, the story is entitled Popularity of Professional Soccer in the USA. Surprisingly, surprisingly to this author, this author in 2019, before the pandemic, Major League Soccer had a meeting of 18,500 fans per game, 2,000 more than that of the NBA and the NHL. But MLS does not come close to the attendance of other major American sports. In 2019, the median fans per game for MLB was about 28,000. And for the NFL was about 68,000. What are the prospects that MLS would someday overtake MLB and the NFL's attendance records? Some MLS teams already have impressive attendance records. Namely, in 2019, the Seattle Sounders topped 40,000 fans per game, while the Atlanta United topped 50,000 fans per game. It is not entirely clear why soccer attendance has exploded in these two cities and not in others. But according to many analysts, MLS as a whole will neither overtake MLB nor the NFL attendance anytime soon. Here are four of their reasons why not. First, Americans hate tie games, and this occurs 23% of the time in MLS games. Number two, Americans love drama in their sports, but last minute changes in MLS winning scores are extremely rare. Number three, the American networks do not promote MLS because periodic TV ads are not possible with this game. And four, my favorite, 
Americans have an obsession with being the best in the world mm. and are not with soccer. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Just soccer. a comment on that side. There's a lot of American players that are good enough to play in the European leagues where they get paid a lot of money. That's right. Yeah. So, um, you know, that's where they're going. The soccer Especially. season is shorter. You said that the Seattle mm -hmm. Sound, what do they play, a 30-game schedule, a 35-game schedule? Not more than that. So what is that, 15, 16 games? Yeah, they start, they start this weekend. Yeah. This weekend. Mm. Mark, uh, well, one thing, yeah. I don't think it's fair to compare the soccer uh, attendance yeah. with, like, Basketball and More hockey in, in right. small, right. smaller venues. Right. The indoor sports. Yeah. yeah. Got to so, go by. You look at percentage of capacity. Then yeah. the NHL and the NBA are far superior. Right. You're a Tampa Bay race. Can't go ten thousand. Well, then, yeah. So God knows why they're still the there. They should have They should go to Las Vegas too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like the two teams. Anyway, Ali Perez retired for those baseball fans. Uh, Oliver Perez, 40 years old. <laughs> he played on, he played the Padres, the Pirates, the Mets, the Mariners, everybody. Diamondbacks, everybody. Astros, Nationals, and Indians. And last year, last year, he played in the Mexican League. 13 seasons in the National League, seven seasons in the American League. Okay, so by Ali Perez. Number. That's yeah. right. Now he, I don't see him on the Yankee list. He did not play for the Yankees. <laughs> and Bobby Bonilla uh, this week turned 59 years old. I'm sure you're all happy about that. Yeah. He's still getting paid by the Mets. Yeah. How much is yeah. his paycheck this week? <laughs> Once a year he gets paid. So there was a death wow. in baseball. Some of you might remember. Julio Cruz. Yeah, sort of in the paper. Uh, an original Seattle Mariner. Switch hitting second baseman. Uh, later became a broadcaster. Uh, he spent 10 seasons, started with the White Sox. Didn't even know that until I looked it up and ended his career with the Mariners. He was 67 years old. Julio Cruz, uh, I don't, you know, I remember him, but yeah. just a very, you know, nice little ball player. Yeah. That's all. All right, the Olympics ended, and they're calling it the worst Olympics ever. We have to be uh, TV this. ratings were the worst ever. Uh, scandal, disappointments, apathy here in the in the United States. Who cares? I think I asked right. last week how many people that. actually watched Let's it. Move on. Not many Let's people move. watched it. Yeah, yeah. 42% uh, down from the Korean, South Korean games just uh, four years ago. They showed right. too much curling. Without right. ever fully explaining the game. I don't know. Whenever you turned it on, whether it was whether it was USA Channel or Channel Four, you would see curling, but they never fully yeah. explained the game. Never explained the game. Explain. It was always yeah. on, and uh, it's supposed to make you popular here, but who knows? Uh, the next the next Olympics is twenty nine months yeah. away in Paris. That's the summer games. Summer. Summer. Uh, yeah, and there was a very interesting story besides Norway winning the most medals. Um, Five countries won one medal only. Can you name the, the countries that won one medal only? You probably couldn't. But Spain, Estonia, Latvia, Poland, and Ukraine. 
Ukraine won a medal, and I think uh, the ROC Russian team also won. They were hugging each other. <laughs> Lord knows You're what right. happened. Then there was this article. I want to read this article or paragraph, paraphrasing. I thought this was such a cute article. This was in the uh, the Daily News. Maybe some of you saw it on Monday. It says skier frozen where no man wants to be. Yeah. yeah. Anyone read that article? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I read a little bit. Skia Remy Lenholm. I have to put my light on here. Suffered some hard luck in the Beijing Olympics. His hard penis. <laughs> that's right. His penis <laughs> was a little bit frozen by the time he finished the men's Olympic 50 kilometer race. The mass race start had it been delayed had it been delayed by an hour and shortened by 20 kilometers because of the frigid cold. Clad in thin suits and underlayers, minimal headgear, skiers uh, were barely protect, protected from the elements. Uh, and the conditions were brutal. You could, you could guess which body part was a little more frozen when I finished, Lynn Holm said. Uh, it, the, worst comp worst, the worst competition <laughs> I've been in, I've been battling through. It took about an hour and a quarter for him to go across the whole course. And when he was done and he started warming up, thawing out, he was in excruciating pain. Sure. Yeah. But I'm not sure I'm going to stop right there. <laughs> but uh, it's a cute little article if anybody wants the real article. Um, in the uh, football section, did you hear, first of all, Roger, any news on uh, Brian Flores and what's going on in football? Yeah, nothing on the legal front, but I saw the Steelers uh, signed him as a uh, linebacker coach and assistant defensive, defensive coach, something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> assistant defensive coach, yeah. 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 Get that on your resume. But, yeah. Uh, that's so, all I saw, Mark. He's going to be working uh, this year, and surprisingly. So now, black coach, black assistant coach. Guy's capable. I mean, so did you hear the story about the uh, the Rams photographer who fell off the stage at the Super Bowl parade? Yes. yes. Did anyone not hear the story? No, I didn't. I didn't. No. So during the parade, I guess when the parade stopped, they're in these on the stage, whatever. There was a photographer, Kelly Smiley. She was setting up to take a picture and she fell off the stage backwards. Hey. Oh, Matthew no. Stafford, who was right there posing for the picture, did absolutely nothing when he I saw her fall off the stage. And it wasn't like three feet. It was like five, six feet. She just totally fell off. Uh, she, Matthew Stafford walked away. His wife, Kelly, had jumped down and, and supposedly started getting people uh, to help her out. The Staffords are going to pay all her medical bills because she was hurt pretty bad. There's a video. It's a video. You want to check the video. Put down uh, Matthew Stafford, uh, oh, photographer, parade, all that stuff. You'll see it. <clears throat> all right. What else? What else? What else? Oh, they're negotiating a new contract for Roger Goodell. So going to keep him. <laughs> uh, gets paid. He earned $63.9 each of the uh, past two years. 
the Giants hired a female uh, to their staff. Oh. Goody, goody for them. Her uh, name is Angela Baker. She'll be uh, working as a minority coaching fellow, an offensive equality coaching con- coach control coach. She previously with, was with the Browns. And uh, she blocked. Uh, what's that? I said, can she block? Can she block? Uh, most recently worked with kickers and punters and special oh. teams, defensive quality control coach for University of Redlands. Never heard of them. A division California. Three in Southern California. 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 Yeah. And she also played for the Pittsburgh Passion, which was a female football league. And she's a graduate of Slippery Rock University, which is a cool, cool school. Okay. Then another story appeared today. I'll ask you guys, would, would you trade uh, Shaquan, Saquon Barkley right now? Or keep yes. Him? Yes. Trade him. Trade him. If you say trade, then you tell us why. If not, let's see your opinions. Why because, trade? Because, first, because he, he, he even though he, he's a very good running back, and unless they improve their offensive line, they can trade him, save $7 million in the cap, and, and, and help the team in other areas. And running back, they can, I'm sure they can find another decent running back. Joe? Mm. Hard, that's a hard one. But Joe is uh, not talking. Uh, Joe is uh, on mute. He's I mute. am. Mute. He gets hurt a lot. That's he what I thought. Yeah. And, he, and, he's a, and, he, and he's a terrible pass blocker. Yeah. I heard the mm. Giants are going to concentrate on that, that, that offensive line. And uh, they have a lot of picks, right? A lot of early picks. And maybe your line's game. better, your quarterback gets better, and maybe your running back gets better. Who knows? I don't know. Who thinks they should keep him? Anybody on the panel? Who else thinks they should get rid of him? Anybody? Yeah. You want to tell us why? Other, or the same reason everyone Because you can get running backs a dime a dozen. Right. right. All the big running backs in second and third round picks. You don't even need them on a first. Right. Right. You should right. never drafted him number two. Never, never, yeah, never. Yeah, you never. Get a nice run on you right down the line there. Not a bad idea. Okay. Uh, Charlie Taylor, Hall yeah, of Famer, cast uh, this week. Washington Redskins, yeah. Oh, yeah Washington, uh, he started as a halfback, game of receiver. 80 years old. Does that make you feel uh, old? Oh, yes, it does. I think, about, think, about, yeah. I think he was number 42. 42, right. 42. Yeah. A yep. 13 season career, he died in assisted living. So, I guess, mm. uh, Hall of Fame 84 finished with 649 receptions, which doesn't seem a lot in today's game, but back in those days, Mark, he was a running back. No, I think first he started, half his career, I started the career as a running back, and they became a flanker. Remember the flanker back, yeah. <laughs> He's well, number sixty-seven on the all-time list for receptions, but at that time he was had a great, great career, and they put him in the <laughs> Hall of Fame. I, th- I think he belongs there. He retired in nineteen seventy-seven. That year he had he had ninety receptions, so the wow. number was going up. Uh, in college uh, football, they're going to continue the four-team playoff. Right. As we talked about in previous weeks, they couldn't settle on how they're going to pick the 12 teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they decided to keep four teams at least till 2025. Maybe by then someone could figure out what the heck is going on. All right. Uh, 
basketball and hockey. Ron, you have a report for us, because if you do, you're sponsored by paper towels. Okay, that's good. Okay, I can deal with that. Well, <laughs> with the NBA, they're back on the courts tonight after the uh, All-Star break. And I don't know if did, how many of you guys watched the All-Star Saturday night? Oh, no. No. Okay, then you didn't miss much. I mean, <laughs> if anybody knows me I, on Facebook, I put it's you know, I told the NBA it's time to retire the dunk contest. Yeah, yeah. it was the most it ridiculous, boring time of the whole evening where a guy takes attempts, not even the ball doesn't even leave it, he attempts four or five dunks and the ball doesn't leave his hand. But he still gets to complete the dunk. <laughs> it it was just it's a waste of time. The other um, things were pretty good. The three point contest is always fun, and even the skills was okay, uh, not not too bad. Uh, and and the all star game is still a joke to me for three quarters. Yeah. You know, everybody's playing what they call Olay defense. They just let everybody <laughs> go by. And dunked the ball, and then they finally decide in the fourth quarter because uh, it means something uh, <laughs> to play defense. Which why don't they just play that the whole game? I, I just don't understand it. So I don't want to get hurt. Right. We're talking right. about that, that, that system that you Elon, know, you play, but you know what? Sometimes playing too careful, you can't get hurt. You know, if you you know, what's the difference playing careful? Or, you know. It's just, it's not fun to watch the first three quarters of the game anyway, mm -hmm. yeah. in my opinion. And then the, uh, another thing I have to say about this, the 75 uh, top players of all time. Mm -hmm. and, and I even had the question with the 50, what, why is Bill Walton in the top anything of all time? <laughs> I'd like to put that out to somebody, really. It, it doesn't count college. It's number 44. Number 44. Mm. Well, why is he up there? Why is he there? For, for two years that he was good in yeah. Portland? Yeah. yeah. So is her. career. Yeah. I missed. I, I, I've been in and out a lot. Did someone just, you mentioned Bill Walton? Yeah, yeah I did. Yeah. I said, why, what, why was he, even, he was in the top 50 players when they picked the top 50, which, I don't understand that. And well, 75, okay. But in the top 50, they didn't even have Bob McAdoo in the top 50. Uh, I, I actually think had he not been injured, he might've been one of the top five basketball players of all time in college. Not only was incredible in college, but I remember after the debacle of the 72 Olympics, when the Russian team came to California, he played one game where I, I think he got injured in the first game and he had so many rebounds in the first half. I, I think the Russian coach got on the phone and called, was it Belov, to, to, who was not uh, the big man who was not on the team to get, to, to get over to the United States because there was nobody able to, um, to handle Walton. Uh, I, I think he would have been, he would have been one of the greatest ever. He was certainly in my mind, you know, of college players, there were very few who were uh, comparable. I, 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 I agree with the college career and for two years in the NBA, but it was the NBA. Top. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, that's a fair. No, it's a I fair agree. Point. But then, like, uh, my favorite college player of all time is David Thompson. Mm-hmm. If you take away the drug use, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think David Thompson is in the top. top he is. He is. No, I'm he is on the list but, right now, right in front of me. Yeah. Mm. You know well, what I know he is, was? But where? What number? I'm asking you. Oh, I don't know. He's but not in the top seventy-five. But if he if he didn't, he could have been the top twenty player of all time. Yeah, I think outside of Jabbar, at least for college, when he was in Lou Alcindor, Thompson and and uh, and Bill Walton were two of my all time. Favorite oh. college players. I would put them in the elite of the elite. But, but yeah, not in Thompson there. got sidetracked by drugs and right. Walton got injured. Right. Like, that's it's true. And it's when Thompson at six foot four was the most dominant player that that one year at NC State. Uh, mm-hmm. Definitely my favorite college player of all time. But he's mm-hmm. not in the top 75. Sorry to tell you. You know, David Thompson? Tom- yeah, Thompson, there were two years at NC State. The first year they were undefeated and they were banned from the tournament. Right. Oh, they okay. were 28 no right. and were banned from the NCAA tournament. That was the year before they won it. Right. But so th- th- that was my, my take on the NBA also game. And then, uh, well, news for the Nets that Mayor Adams may rescind the vaccination and uh, orders and Kyrie may be able to be playing for them soon. So still not going to win. Yeah. What's that? They're still not going to win. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Yeah. My opinion. You know what? The addition not only of Simmons, but of Curry. Curry is a great shooter. Mm-hmm. Curry is I, I don't know. I think they could mm-hmm. and don't anybody. And don't, don't, don't underestimate Andre, Andre Drummond. He's a great Drummond. rebounder. Right, and I mean, Durant's yeah, coming good. back. So, like, uh, wait till the boys come back and have opinions about them. It well, take the them Nets a while to learn how to play with each other. Walk up. To me, the Nets addressed a lot of their problems. They they weren't a great defensive team with Drummond and Simmons, or or a great rebounding team. So, with both of those players, if uh, they got two, and you know, they they already got that, and with Curry as a shooter, uh, I don't know. Yeah. And, and, and don't, get, don't, under, don't underestimate the signing of Goran Dragic. Oh, right. yeah. They yeah. I mean, they, 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 yeah. If, they, if they all come back and they're all healthy, they, they, they'll be a team to be reckoned with. I know. Like Harris it. on the uh, radar anywhere? Is he coming back soon? Who's that? Broken they ankle. They, they, Broken ankle. They said in the paper, Nash, is, quote Nash, says, we still have no clarity on when he's coming back. Yeah, he, he may need another surgery. Yeah. They was talking about another surgery for weeks on him now. Who's this? Joe Harris. Joe Harris. Harris. Three-point shooter. So I wanted to, before before I, I want to put a hold on you for a second, a pause on you. I know you have more to talk about. But I read about this, this, and I heard it on uh, on one of the shows, on a way to make um, basketball games more exciting at the end. No way. Well, let me me explain it. Oh, yeah, right. no it's way. Well, the ELAM, the Elon oh, yeah, ending. That's crazy. So right. they play exactly. they play regular basketball. And then with like four or five or six <laughs> minutes left in the game, there may be a timeout, there may be a time stoppage. At that point, they decide, I don't know how they decide, and I guess they haven't figured this out either. What the fun there is, what the what's what's the what number will be the ending of the game? For instance, 
if the game at that point, let's say it's 86 to 80, and they have four or five minutes left in the game, the officials get together and say, all right, uh, 98 will be this total. So the first team that gets to 98 wins the game. Now, at that point, there's no time clock except for the 24-second clock. So they're playing like we played in the park. You play for points. 21. At 21, yeah, right, the first right. to 21. This is the yeah, first yeah. to, what did I say, 98. 98, yeah. Uh, this, this will make you uh, um, play defense. Um, and you can't stop the clock. Because in the last few minutes, what happens? They stop the clock every few seconds. There are foul shots, uh, timeouts. You don't it's get part of the game. It's part of the game. To got to make your foul shots. But no. what, they, what they play in the last three or four minutes is not the way they play the first 45 minutes. All right, well, no in. good. Right, Terrible, idea. Terrible idea. Terrible idea. Okay. Uh, the llama ending is four minutes at the end of the game, and it's eight yeah. points more than a team that's winning. Yeah. Oh, so it's a set number. Four it's minutes. A set number. Uh, yeah. Eight, and, yeah, and they have something called the basketball tournament. I don't know if Fred might have watched it. I yeah, watched I've it. seen it. I've heard of it. I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. and it, it's kind of interesting. It's great yeah, players. It's like a million know. dollars to the winning team. Yeah. So it, it makes this – so in other words, they want to have interest. In other words, if the score is, you say, eight points more, if the team, if problem is to go, is losing 90 to 68, they can go on a 30 to 6 run or something and, <laughs> and still win the game. Over. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Yeah, yeah. Why? But it's only yeah. It's it, yeah. it's at the last four minutes. Yeah, yeah. It's supposed to make it interesting. Everyone has their opinions of it. But that's not part part of strategy. Is fouling and making your foul shots. You don't foul. There'll be no more fouls because fouls make points. That's, that's ridiculous. Oh, I don't like the way basketball is at, as if the ends, my opinion. Oh, I, I do. I love it. I, I don't like those. <laughs> <laughs> All right, whatever. That's your opinions, uh, Joe. You want to say something? Yeah, the Knicks will still lose. Oh, I forgot to mention Kemba. Yeah, yes. Walker, oh. get back on the point. You're on pause. Yeah, finish up. He's done yeah, just forever. Shut, they shut, uh, mutually agreed he's shut down for the rest of the yeah. season. Yeah. Which means Thibodeau hates him, and he, he's yeah. never going to see another Knicks game again. <laughs> you also yeah. forgot to mention Ron Anthony Davis is out. He'll be reevaluated in four weeks. Yeah, uh, well, that's not news with him. <laughs> was that wasn't that was that this week? No, no, no. I'm, I'm I'm joking that uh, he's uh, always uh, he's always uh, been hurt. Okay. Yeah. They have yeah. they have in the post the article about Kimber Walker. So uh, the back page is Kimber goes home, and then the article <laughs> they show the picture Kimber goes home, then they show the newspaper of when he comes to the Knicks, and it says Kimber goes home. So it's yeah. Kimber goes home, and Kimber goes home. Joe. Yeah, yeah, I didn't read the whole thing, but Adam Silver had something to say about it today. In general, about players, it was him and I, the guy in the uh, Wizards, I think, was also uh, done for the years at Wall. Yeah. Not Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal is done. Bradley, Bradley Beal. Bradley sure, Glenn will talk about He's it. Uh, you wanted to finish up the hockey? I have a college basketball. Well, I, I want Fred to start off with the hockey because of the, the news he's got. You know, the, oh, uh, if you want to talk a little bit. There was a big uh, death in hockey last week. Yeah. Emil Francis, who, who, was, who was part of the rejuvenation of the Rangers. I got a little, yeah. little, bit, of, little bit about him. Emil the Cat Francis. 
he, he got his, he got his nickname from his cat-like movements in, in junior hockey as a as a goalie. Played played for the for a few teams before he came to the Rangers. He he was born in Saskatchewan. Played with he made his NHL debut as a goalie with the Blackhawks, who traded him to the Rangers. Then he's played four years in the Ranger organization. Never played that much for the Rangers, 22 games. And then he was traded to the minor league Cleveland Barons for a future Hall of Fame goalie, Johnny Bauer. Then he retired, retired as a player in 60, 1960, joined the Rangers organization, hired to coach their farm team in Guelph, Ontario, became the assistant general manager in 62. Then he got the big job as general manager in 64, which actually showed very little reluctance to, to take over as coach if the, if the three coaches were fired, made changes behind the bench for Rod, Red Sullivan, Larry Popine, Bernie Jeffrey on all had boom, boom. stints as Ranger coach. He, he did coach his, his longest stint when he, he coached for 343 games. Longest stint was 343 games. He led the Rangers to the Stanley Cup final in 1972 against the Boston Bruins. Bruins won. I remember I was living in New Hampshire then, had to live with all these Bruin fans who were ecstatic with the Bobby Orr Bruins. And he he actually had a lot of a lot of players on the on the Rangers who uh, took over the team, made it actually before he took over in 64, 60, 65, the Rangers, remember, remember this is only a six team league now. Tony had made the playoffs four times in the previous 14 years and not won a single playoff series, but he got them back into the into the playoffs. They finally won a series in '68, and he was actually responsible for a lot of development of the really great Ranger teams in the late '60s. If you remember, of course, Eddie Jockman, Eddie Jockman, who we traded for, Brad Park, Walt Kachuk, Steve Vickers, Bear, Bill Bill uh, Bill Fairburn. He, he required a lot of guys in trades: Doug Harvey, Camille, the Eel Henry. Pete Stemkowski, Clint Saver, Dale Ruff. The biggest controversy, November 1975, and I remember this very well, they yanked when they traded John Rattel and Brad Park to the Bruins for Phil Esposito and Carol, Carol Vadney. Yeah. I remember the shock. All, you know, all hockey fans say, how could he trade Rattel and Park, and even though he was getting Phil, Phil, uh, Phil Rizzuto. <laughs> Phil Esposito back. And then... You might remember the game when he when he waved Eddie, Eddie Jockerman and they came back as it goes yeah. Detroit Red Wings to a Sunday night game and Jockerman was the whole stands were yelling Eddie Eddie you know rooting for the Red Wings in in that game. <laughs> Finally, in 1976, the Rangers fired fired Francis and he uh, placed him with John Ferguson and he went on to uh, be with the. St. Louis Blues and the uh, was it Hartford Whalers, and he was elected to the Hockey Hall of Fame in 1982 in the builders category. That's about it. Hey guys. Well, wasn't, wasn't he um, one of the last uh, goalie? I mean, he was an active goalie, not to wear a mask, and also as as a Ranger manager uh, coach, he led the team to nine consecutive postseason appearances. Right, he did nine he, years in a row. They made the playoffs. Yeah, didn't win the Stanley, but he didn't wear a mask. Well, I don't think he was one of the last. No, a lot I never of most saw him play. In, in, until Jacques, he retired before masks were were popular. Oh, 
Right. I mean, Jacques, Jacques Plant was the first right. one to wear a mask. Correct. Right. I mean, did Emil Francis replace Red Sullivan? Uh, yeah, he did. Among replaced Red Sullivan, he replaced um, Larry Popine, and then oh. he also replaced Bernie Jeffrey. On Jeffrey on couldn't couldn't coach anymore because of because of ulcers. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> Rangers will give you ulcers. The names yeah. from way back. All right, thank you. Wait, wait, and, and you know, it's, it's, it's it seems pretty hard not to make the playoffs before teams. You know, very. Okay. You know, for so many years in a row, because remember, there was only six teams and four teams <laughs> made the playoffs. Right. right. <laughs> Interesting. The Bruins were always last, I believe. <laughs> Bru- I Bruins and the so. Rangers in the fifties and sixties, right? Listen, I want to. Roger has. I just want to mention one thing after Roger. Yes. Uh, okay, Roger. No, I'm just saying. Yeah, it was. It was crazy. You played a whole season to eliminate two teams, right? That's I mean, right. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't about money back in those days. I don't know. Or maybe it was. It was, for, I don't know. it was for the great. It was for the greatest trophy in sports. Yeah, right, 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 right. I just, Ron, yes. Yeah, I just wanted to mention one thing. So this is really. I'm not joking. This is on a serious note about what was happening. What's happening in uh, the Ukraine, especially. Uh, being that I go to a lot of the Ranger games, when if you go to before they even come on the air and the players are on the ice, they're Joe Tollison, the announcer for the Rangers, like for argument's sake, he'll go f- and from um, uh, Long Island, uh, a- Adam Fo- from Jericho, Long Island, Adam Fox. And I wonder how they're going to handle it tonight mm-hmm. with Igor Shesterkin in goal, because usually he, they say from Moscow, Russia. Wait, mm. uh, you know, and but unfortunately, mm-hmm. it's a. Uh, it's a uh, ESPN game tonight, and they probably right. won't have showed the lineups and the announcements. I'm just wondering how the Rangers, if they should handle it differently or change I, something. I, I, I think uh, Eagle has endeared himself with the fans. No, he has. No, no. I'm not, I'm not saying that, but just the fact of Mos- using, bringing Russia, up Moscow, right. Russia tonight. I don't Maybe know. they shouldn't mention any. Anyone. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to yeah. change it or not. And they're playing against Ovechkin, who Ovechkin. is a supporter of, of Putin. Yeah. I want to move on. Thank you. Um, I gave oh, you guys is one I'm more sorry, thing. Great, great job, Fred. <laughs> Thank you. I love that, Fred. Thank you. Thank you. Good Fred. Okay. Uh, and I just gave Fred that, like, Five minutes before the show. No, I can't. No, you didn't. You spoke to me the other day, Monday. Yeah. yeah. Oh, let's be so uh, I gave you a little homework assignment. We got a few minutes to talk about. Oh, yeah. What you want to about like what sporting events took place exactly uh, on your birthday? Not the not the year, not the year you were born, but like if you're born today, you know uh, what what. Can I start with two? Can I start with two? All right. You're, you're nice and loud. Go ahead. What do you got? Thank you. 1953, What's Sandy Koufax was signed by the Dodgers. 1953, Koufax. Wow. Koufax. Koufax signed by the Dodgers on December 14th. That's your birthday. I'll give you just one more. Thank you. But there's a lot of them, actually. But I'll give you one more. <laughs> and, um, and this is 2021. Curry makes his 2,974th three-point shot to pass 
Ray Allen as the NBA's greatest right. career three-point right. shooter. Oh, yeah. It's happened on your There's plenty uh, more, but I'm leaving it. Zoom, zoom on, I Just give us two because the time factor, okay? okay? Uh, Stephen R. I got, uh, in 1941, Joe DiMaggio's 56-game hitting streak was stopped on July 17th. And also, uh, I think it was 78, Billy and Reggie had their famous fight. Oh. <laughs> oh. On your birthday. On my birthday. Okay. On national television. <laughs> Gerald. March 26, 1973, Bill Walton led UCLA with 44 points as the Bruins won their seventh straight national championship. Walton was 21 for 22 from the field and scored 44 points. Dunking the ball was illegal back then. Right. And they took four baskets away. And I have one more? Yeah, two. Uh, March 26, 1979, Bird and Magic faced each other for the first time. Highest rated basketball game ever watched. Rated 24.1 by Nielsen, college or pro. Michigan State beat Indiana uh, State 75-64. Bird and Magic later drafted uh, and, and that rating, 24.1, means there were 35.1 million viewers, all-time record. Right, right, right. Uh, Stuart? March 14, 1956, Satchel Page signs a contract to play for and manage the Birmingham Black Barons of the Negro National League. 1962. How, how old was he then, about 90? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows, Mark. <laughs> Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. 62, 1962, March 14, 1962. Red Wings forward Gordy Howe becomes second player in NHL history to score 500 career goal goals in Detroit's 3-2 loss to the Rangers. Gordy Howe, yeah. Michael? Uh, all right. Uh, nine, August 18th, August 18th, right? Uh, 1945, scheduled demonstrations at the Polo Grounds and Ebbets Field to end segregation and organized baseball are called off. In 1967, the Red Sox Tony Clinicliero is beamed by uh, by who, everybody? Jack Hamilton. Uh, Jack Hamilton. Jack Hamilton. Fat Jack Hamilton. Yeah, yeah, right. That's right. Very good. Uh, Fred, you got a couple? Yeah, January third, January third, nineteen twenty. Harry Frazee, the Red Sox announces that he sold Babe Ruth to the Yankees. And huh? nineteen ninety seven, college basketball coach at the University of Texas El Paso, Don Haskins becomes the tenth coach to reach eight hundred victories. Huh. Okay, Danny. Yeah, nineteen twenty, August eighth, the Tigers beat the Yankees. One nothing in the shortest game in the American League, 73 minutes. Wow, an hour and 13 minutes. Wow. August 8, 1922, the Pirates had 46 hits in a doubleheader against the, uh, against the Phillies. And then one third one, which is relevant, 1946, the owners of the Pirates sold the team for all of $25 million. Huh. I wonder what they work today. Anybody else want to share? Looking on the screen here. I had a couple. 1961, the New York Senate. What day? Oh, March 24th. Um, one month from today. And we'll have a show yeah, that exactly. day. Too. Four weeks. Yep. Yeah, 1960, the New York Senate approves $55 million for a baseball stadium 
in Flushing Meadows. And look, in 1962, a year later, you all remember this one, Emil Griffith beats mm. Benny the Kid mm. Perret in a TKO in the 12th in a welterweight title bout, and Perret dies 10 days later. I Can I give a quick, uh, Mark, please, I hate to do this. I have to give a quick story about that one, okay? Yeah, go, dad, go, go, go. Quick, quick. My, my dad, my dad uh, owned cleaning stores in the Bronx, uh, one-hour martinizing, if you ever heard of it. So yep. uh, prior to that fight, uh, yeah. Benny Kid Perrette and his grandfather went into my father's cleaning store and they gave, they gave clothes, to, uh, you know, for, to, for, to be cleaned. Then after, I think it was a Friday night, they had the fight and then he, he died in the ring, actually. And uh, the next day, the day after, they came back for, for their clothes, for his clothes. Yeah, he That's didn't die in the ring. He died like a... Yeah. Uh -huh. He died yeah. Yeah. Uh, Howie? Well, yeah, there's a there was a great documentary, sports documentary about mm. Emil Griffith some years ago. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. the story that comes out is that Griffith was actually gay. Yep, right. That yeah. Perret yeah. would taunt was taunting mm. him about it, and that's one of the reasons why there was such a ferocious bout. Uh, uh, it's uh, pretty if you can catch it. It's a pretty good documentary about yeah. it. That's correct. Thank you on that. Thank you on that. Anybody else want to? Add to the date, Milton is talking to the air. Uh, I had one more. Why not? Then we'll go to trivia questions. In 62, Cincinnati beats Ohio State in the uh, NCAA basketball championship, and they went back to back. They beat one two years in a row, which I thought was, which is cool. NYU came in fourth. Right. <laughs> right. Really? Wow. Right. That's when it was a con that's when it was a consolation game. So they lost. Yeah, yeah. that it is. All right, let's right. Go, let's do a trivia for about ten minutes or so. Yeah, Mark, can I? Mark, yeah, oh can yes, I yes, 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 yes. I I have one in basketball. A team that I used to root for in the early that mid sixties. Name me the basketball player that was born in Philadelphia, played for Temple. And it was about a dozen seasons for Philadelphia. When I'm Gola. Guy, Guy Rogers. Absolutely. Guy Rogers, Guy Rogers. it is. I'm Gola was LaSalle. Tom Gola went to LaSalle. Guy Rogers, sorry, right. Sorry. He went Guy to Rogers. Temple, right. And Guy sorry. Rogers is not on the top the top 75. He's not no, on No, but he was a good playmaker. Yeah, he was he really a good he playmaker. He deserves Great playmaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one thing we could do, figure out who was not in that top 75. Like Thompson was not in there. All right, so we have about uh, 10 minutes of trivia questions. And uh, who's by like the way, it? was Bill Belchione on that team? No, he, I might have, yeah. He's not in the top 75. Belchione no. <laughs> no. was at Villanova. Villanova, yeah. Villanova, yeah. Yankees yeah. retired his number. What's that? The Yankees retired Melchione's number. Howie, you mentioned that it's retired by the Nets. <laughs> I think it was. Yeah, uh, Stuart, you got a question? Yeah, what year did the uh, Patriots move to uh, become become uh, the New England Patriots? Oh, that's uh, one. Wow. Wow. In the seventies. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. Seventy-two. Nineteen seventy-one. Wow. Where, so, where did they play the year before? Nineteen seventy. Fenway Say again. Fenway Park. Well, Yale. Oh, Yale. that was the Yale? year before. They Yale? Harvard Stadium. 
What hockey team drafted Tom Glavin? Los Angeles Kings. Yes. Got wow. The first time. Fred, yeah. Fred. Fred. Who is the three? Who is the strike? The victim on Tom Seaver's 3,000 strikeout? Mm. Oh. Not a clue. What team? He was on the Red Sox. Well, I think, it's a name very familiar to everybody. And, and you see him a lot during the baseball season. What team? Uh, let me see. St. Louis. Keith Hernandez. Right. Oh, really? Uh, I got a few Tom Seaver <laughs> questions. I just finished a book by him. All right. Uh, Michael, quick. Okay. Carol Hardy. What did he do? And he was the only player in baseball history to do it. Pinch hit for Ted Williams. Right. Oh, yeah. He was also a defensive back in college. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Who else looking to see? Oh, Howie. Okay. Uh, only 10 times in Major League Baseball history has a player hit at least 40 home runs, but striking out fewer than the home runs he hit. Wow. Uh, can you name the, uh, the, it's been done by six players. Tony Gwynn? home runs. No, Gwynn never hit 40. Wasn't a home Barry Bonds. Barry Joe Bonds. Joe Bonds DiMaggio. 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 Ted Williams. Yeah, he did it once. Williams, no. Dan Musial. No. Wow. Hank Aaron? Brady, Anderson. Brady Anderson. No. Holy no. Mays? No. no. Mays isn't on there. Davy John Davy Johnson. No, no. I'm talking. Uh, well, I mean, hit 40 home runs and have less than 40 less, strikeouts. Less okay. strikeouts. This is yeah. unusual. A big, thinking guy. Griffey Junior. Jim Tony. No. Give us initials then. Okay. Uh, first, uh, 1929 M O. Melot. Melot. Okay. 42 home runs, 38 strikeouts. 1934, 36, LG. Lou Gehrig. Lou Gehrig. Right, Gehrig. Uh, what? 47, 48, JM. We know Johnny him. What? Johnny Mize. You got it. Wow. And this one, this one, no, I don't think I would never get. I would never have uh, gotten. 53, 54, 55, TK. TK. His name was Muscles. Kazuski. Right. Kazuski didn't strike out. I guess he 49, 47 homers and struck out less than that. Wow. He put the bat on the ball. Good boy. All right. I have one. The only major leaguer to have over 2,000 hits and manage over 2,000 wins. Tori? Mm. Who said it? Say again. Tori? Tori. Tori. Joe Tori. Oh, yeah. uh, Fred? Who has hit the most home runs off of Tom Seaver? Stodgill? No. That's what I was thinking, Mark. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Aaron? No. No, no. <laughs> in the 60s and 70s. That got me a national. 
gonna be I an issue later, right? Yeah. Right. right. Or we give you a hint? Yeah. yeah. His yeah. last name is the is the same name as a very popular song by the Mamas and Papas. Uh, Monday, Monday, Rick Monday, Monday. Rick Monday. And he also has the never highest. Batting average. He also has the highest batting average against Siva, three forty nine. Wow. Wow. I would never have gotten that. You learned that wow. from the book, right? Good one, good one. Yeah, I just read the, it. Was an excellent book by Joe, by uh, Bill Madden about Tom Siva's really, really good book. If you guys want to pick it up, my son gave it to me. Michael, prior to nineteen forty seven. 252 World Series games have been played at that point, and not one featured a home run by a pinch hitter. So who hit the first pinch hit home run in World Series history? Yogi Berra. Yes, sir. Gerald, you had one? You your hand raised, Gerald? No. Yes. Kirk McCaskill. What NHL team drafted Kirk McCaskill? Uh, That's a baseball player, right? No, yeah, he played, he did, pitch for the he Angels, pitch for the Angels, Angels and White Sox for twelve years. Yeah. So back in those days, the early days. So. Don't know. Pittsburgh. No, what what hockey team? Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Oh. No, no, not Pittsburgh. Not Pittsburgh. No. no. You have no clue. Who is it? I have no idea. Winnipeg Jets. Oh. Yeah, I got that. my tongue. All right, who is, it's a baseball question. Who is George Hackett? H-A-C-K-E-T-T. You have no clue. He's the world's <laughs> largest baseball player at 450 pounds. <laughs> and uh, he played in the time that uh, Gerald knows these ones, and from 1908. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine placing him next to Eddie Goodell? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, I got a few that more minutes. Get him. Uh, Fred, go ahead. Okay, there's another Tom Seaver question. When he re rejoined the Mets in 1983, there were only four players on the Mets, that team in 83, who were on the team when he left in 1977. Can you name the four? That's one of them. Well, Kuzman is one. Matt Lacks? Matt Lacks? No. 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 Cleon Jones? Cleon Jones? No. 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 Mazzilli. No. I'll give you a hint. Two, two were catches, and the other one was a pitcher. No. <laughs> John Stearns? That's one. Who's the Good one? Who's, who's the backup catcher for those years? God. Martin? No, he's gone. His, his <laughs> last name is the same name as a very... As a, as a somebody who was just elected to the Hall of Fame, Ron Hodges, right? Hodges, oh, and the one more is the pitcher who was who was probably during that time was was may have been considered the Mets ace pitcher at that time. I think for a couple of years he was. Oh, I know Swan who Atlack. No, Swan. No, Greg Swan. Swan is right. Oh, Swan, Swan is right. Swan. Yeah. Right, right, right. So out of all the uh uh. uh Position players in the Hall of Fame. There are the least number of these positions in the Hall of Fame. That's not right. What position has the least number of players in the Hall of Fame? Second base, field, right field, third base, third base, third base, really? Seventeen only. Wow. 
And the most, of course, of pitches is 83 pitches. Yeah. 19, 19 catches. So 17, 19, that's pretty yeah. close. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, Todd, How Todd Hilton was, uh, I just, I, this is just a fact question. Todd Hilton <laughs> was uh, Peyton Manning's backup at Tennessee. Did you know that? Mm. Oh. Was he Maybe the backup? I, I think he was the quarterback before Peyton Manning came there and Peyton Manning took over for him. Could be. Could be. Yes, and he didn't play much after that. <laughs> um, we got a few minutes. Anyone has any additional oh questions? Howie has one. Okay. Babe Ruth won 12 home run titles. Ty Cobb won 12 batting titles. The next significant number is eight. What players won eight batting titles? There's two. And what player won eight home run titles? Mm. Rogers, Rogers Hornsby for the battle. No, no. no Ralph Steiner. No. no, it wasn't oh. It wasn't Hornsby. That's what I was going to say too. Yeah. Hans. George Sisler. No. 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 One is a one is ancient. Is like. Oh, okay. Really. Ooh. Is would it we know him? Would we know him? What? Would we know him? No, he's a oh. contemporary of Cobb. The other is uh, was a Monday player, the best hitter of his time, probably. Tony Gwynn, no. Tony <laughs> Gwynn, right. Oh. Yeah, eight eight okay. batting titles. The other is Honus Wagner. Oh. Okay. And the home run title, eight home run titles, Hall of Fame. Home run base. You just mentioned the position, Mark. Third base. Third right. Third baseman, home Mike run. Smith. Schmidt. Schmidt. Mike Schmidt. Mike Schmidt. He won eight home, eight home run Let's put those guys in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think he is. All right, Fred. All right, his we have two minutes. Two minutes. All right. Fred. Another Tom Seaver. Tom Seaver got his 3,000 strikeout. He became the fifth fifth pitcher to reach 3,000. Who were the first four? Oh, Walter wow. Johnson. Walter Johnson is one. Walter Johnson is one. Matheson? No. Grover, Cleveland, Alexander. The, the other three are, are all from our, our era. Jim Cox. We've all seen him pitched. No. Lemons? No. Carlton. Carlton. Carlton was the sixth a few days later. Robin no. Roberts? Who? Robin Roberts? No. <laughs> Ferguson Jenkins? No. One, one, was an, one, one was an ex-Met. Right. Ryan. 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 Ryan is two. And the other the other one was, was mentioned earlier in another context by Howie. You mentioned this guy? Juan Gaylord Marichal. Perry. Marichal. Gaylord Perry. And there's one more who's who well if I I give it the hint and everybody will know it then. He played for the he played for the Harlem Globetrotters before he became as famous as a pitcher. Bob, Bob Gibson, right? Gibson. Oh, right. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. That's right, all guys. I have for Tom Seaver. All right, uh, Michael. All right, here's one. Uh, Carlos Cortez. He's an up and coming prospect for the Mets. What oh, is yes, unique about him? He's ambidextrous. And uh, describe. What's unique about him? Mm. Throws to his left and right hand. 
That's true, but there's something more no. unique. It only has one leg. See, I read the article. I read he the article. Him, I can't no, think no. of it. No, he's an infielder and an outfielder, and he throws one oh. way in the infield and the other way. Oh, one hand in the infield and the other <laughs> hand in the outfield. Oh, wow. That's interesting. I wonder why. Never heard of him. Yeah. Depends on where and what side of the All right, guys. I want to uh, yeah. I want to yes. say goodbye to everybody. It was nice to talk to you for the last hour and a half. I'll so see you again talks. on the 31st. Thanks, Mark. All right. Uh, Larry will talk and uh, guys we'll see you all. I next just want I just want yep. to mention that somebody from Temple Shalom passed away. Uh, Sam Rostin tomorrow's his funeral at uh, Temple oh. uh, at uh, oh, really? Sinai Chapels at 145. Oh, his wife just passed away a few weeks ago. Yes. No, wow. no, 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 no. Oh, wow. When one goes like the next one follows. Thing. Yeah, sorry to, sorry to hear about that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. All right, guys. Take care. Have a great take week. Care. And uh, yeah. have a good Buddy. see you all out there. Yeah. Yeah. Stay safe. Yeah. Jerry and Shul. See you, Mike and Shul. Take care, Jerry. Take care, everybody. Good podcast.